Hello, friends, and welcome to Finding Om, a podcast about life, spirituality, and mental well-being. This is our very first episode, and I am so excited. I hope you are too, but I also understand if you're not, because let's face it, this is a new podcast, and who knows how it'll be, right? What beast lurks under the surfaces of these sound waves? (laughs) Anyway, For a while, I was thinking about what the first official episode of the podcast should be, and I settled on near-death experiences, or NDEs, as they're called. The reason for this is I find this topic extremely fascinating, and I hope my enthusiasm comes through on the podcast. Also, it's an interesting intersection between the scientific and spiritual, which I love. But first, NDEs. You might be surprised to find that there's a whole body of scientific literature written about this, as well as many books about it. The first time I came across the info was actually while studying for my psychiatry board exam. It was part of a practice question, and as soon as I read about it, I was hooked. So there have been a number of studies done on NDEs, and I was particularly drawn to one by Dr. Jeffrey Long in 2014. I'll include a link in the episode description for everybody as well. He looked at experiences of folks who were unconscious near death and may have required resuscitation. The study did have some requirements. One of them was the experience had to be reasonably lucid and vivid, so no fragmented or disorganized memories, no hallucinations or things like that. Directly from his writing, he says, quote, NDEs occur at a time when the person is so physically compromised that they are typically unconscious, comatose, or clinically dead. NDEs are often associated with cardiac arrests. Now, keep in mind, in the 10 to 20 seconds after a cardiac arrest, there is no measurable brain cortical electrical activity, so a prolonged detail lucid experience shouldn't be possible, but it happens. Now, let's look at the different aspects of NDE, since this will help us understand why they're so significant. One of the most fascinating things to me about NDEs is the out-of-body experiences that people have. So, almost half of the people in the database reported seeing events in the world from outside of their own bodies, sometimes hovering over their bodies. A lot of these folks were extremely accurate in describing the details of their own resuscitation. So... This person is literally having a heart attack, is having CPR done on them and medications being administered through an IV, yet they're able to describe these events happening in great detail. How is that possible from a purely physiological or brain function perspective? As a psychiatrist, I have no idea how to explain that from a brain activity standpoint at all. Another very interesting thing is that there have been NDEs in individuals who are blind from birth. Uh, One study looked at case reports of nine individuals who were blind from birth who described NDEs that were extremely vivid with content similar to other NDE reports. Here's a report from a young girl named Marta who was blind from earth, and this is about an NDE she experienced after nearly drowning in a lake. She said, quote, I slowly breathed in the water and became unconscious. A beautiful lady dressed in bright white light pulled me out. The lady looked into my eyes, asked me what I wanted. I was unable to think of anything until it occurred to me to travel around the lake. As I did so, I saw a detail that I would not have seen in real life. I could go anywhere, even to the tops of trees, simply by intending to go there. I was legally blind. For the first time, I was able to see leaves on trees, birds' feathers, birds' eyes, details on telephone poles and what was in people's backyards, end quote. Again, no idea how to explain this. 
these folks never had prior experiences with seeing the world, right? They're blind, and yet they had this completely lucid and vivid experience. This is overall a common theme in folks who are not blind as well, in terms of the experiences being very vivid. Many people who have NDEs describe colors more vivid than anything they've experienced before, and some even describe 360-degree vision, which I can't even begin to try to conceptualize, but it's fascinating. People who have had NDEs also experience what's called a life review, basically a replaying of life events from a third-person perspective. Now, rather than describe it, which I'll probably end up doing poorly, I'm going to quote one of the participants in the study who said, quote, I went into a dark place with nothing around me, but I wasn't scared. It was really peaceful there. I then began to see my life unfolding before me like a film projected on a screen, from babyhood to adulthood. It was so real. I was looking at myself, but better than a 3D movie, as I was also capable of sensing the feelings of the persons I had interacted with through the years. I could feel the good and bad emotions I made them go through." End quote. Dr. Long looked at 617 NDEs, and life reviews happened in about 14% of them. Many of them included events that were long forgotten by the person, but they were able to remember it in vivid detail. So they weren't hallucinatory or unrealistic, they were rooted in reality, right? Events that actually happened in the past. Encountering deceased loved ones has been another theme in NDEs. Even seeing family members who had died before the person experiencing the NDE was born. So this wasn't somebody from recent memory, uh, really couldn't have been a vision formed by expectations of that person, and couldn't have known them so descriptively. Young children also have NDEs. This is important as kids usually don't have such firm religious beliefs or, you know, conceptualizations of what life after death is or even what death is in itself. Interestingly, their experiences are extremely similar to older children and adults. You might also be thinking, is this a phenomenon that happens in the United States only? Maybe Western countries only, things like that. Now, interestingly, the NDE database questionnaire has been translated into 23 different languages over 500 NDEs from non-English languages all over the world, and the themes of the NDEs around the world are very similar. So regardless of pre-existing religious or cultural beliefs, we're talking about Western and non-Western countries, different religions, also atheists. So we're talking about an experience that is constant, whether you're young or old, religious or non-religious, male or female, spiritual or not spiritual, it doesn't really matter. Also, interestingly, over half of folks having these experiences said large changes happened in their lives after the experience. People reported they had a reduced fear of death, increased belief in life after death, more interest in the meaning of life, acceptance of others, and they became more empathic towards others. So, even an experience that might last minutes for the person, the changes last for years. This kind of reminds me of some of the research being done these days on psychedelics, where a brief experience with a psychedelic can last for years in terms of the effects. But let me not digress. <laughs> That's a topic for another podcast. Now, taking a moment to think about NDEs from a psychiatrist's perspective. I've certainly interviewed patients who have had hallucinations during life-threatening situations in the hospital, most of the time, these experiences are quite distressing, and people who are admitted to places like the intensive care unit can develop things like PTSD. That's how traumatic these hallucinations or delusions can be. But NDEs are very different from this phenomenon, right? I mean, 
NDEs are calming experiences that tend to center people more and create positive changes in the person's life, which from a physiologic perspective is odd. When we're in a life-threatening situation that's traumatic, our amygdala goes into overdrive, we're on edge, adrenaline is pumping. I mean, we're thinking about dying, right? So, but, but in these NDEs, people have a very different experience, and honestly, it's quite the opposite of a traumatic experience. So what do we make of all this evidence? Well, first of all, we cannot explain NDEs from a physiological or brain function perspective. When we're saying that the brain has no activity during these experiences, this is a phenomenon that's going on outside of the brain or outside of the body. To me, this is in effect proof of the afterlife, but of course, that's just my perspective. I guess people might argue that these experiences are a defense mechanism made by the mind, during an extremely stressful time of being near death, things like that, still doesn't quite explain the lack of brain activity during cardiac arrest, of course, or the out-of-body experiences, or really any of the lines of evidence that Dr. Long has found and described. Now, what we do know is that these experiences are not hallucinations or fictional things made up by the mind. For me, the most compelling evidence is about those out-of-body experiences where People in the study were describing their resuscitations in detail. You know, a person is having CPR done on them actively, is in cardiac arrest, yet is able to describe events happening around them, what the doctors and nurses are doing, details they just couldn't have known. Another very interesting aspect from a spiritual perspective is the life review. Being able to look over your life, look at the events that occurred, being able to sense the feelings of others seems rather appropriate when you're, in a way, looking at your actions and learning from them. From the standpoint of looking at life as a series of lessons we learn, this makes a lot of sense. If you want to learn more about this in a way that's easily digestible, I highly recommend reading a book called Proof of Heaven by Dr. Eben Alexander. He's a highly trained academic neurosurgeon with tons of experience who had his own NDE, which he describes in the book. He looks at it from both a scientific and spiritual perspective. He also looks at the scientific data on NDEs, and his take is very interesting. I finished the book in two days. It was that riveting, so I highly recommend it. There's also a Netflix uh, series called Surviving Death, but really that goes outside of what we're talking about as well, but the first episode has some of the information about the near-death experiences we described today. Now, to end the podcast, I wanted to tell you guys about what happened to me after I looked into NDEs. So, I remember the week after I started to review all of this literature, which, if you remember, I just came upon by chance while studying for the boards, three patients came to me and told me about near-death experiences. This is without me prompting them to tell me about anything related to it. We were just discussing their life stories, and it naturally came up. Now, Two of the patients had their own NDEs, and the third patient described her grandmother's NDE. And let me tell you, all three experiences fit exactly into the framework we just reviewed. For the two patients who had NDEs themselves, it was a life-changing experience for them, really changed their perception of life after death, of their own spirituality, things like that. Now, these patients who came to tell me about these experiences, how come all three of them came to me in that week after I read up on all this material. Is it a coincidence? You could argue that, and that certainly is possible. But I look at these occurrences as synchronicities. There was some energy I was putting out into the world and somehow 
came back to me in the form of these patients telling me their experiences. And hopefully it was helpful for them to talk about those experiences with me. And I've really been looking at some of these synchronicities and noticing them more in my life. And it's helpful for me to notice them as I find it helps me connect a bit more with the universe. Similarly, I hope this podcast reaches you folks out there and may hit on some synchronicity on your end. Now I want to hear from you folks out there. What do you think about what we discussed today? Have you had your own NDE, perhaps, that you want to tell me about? Or maybe you disagree with some of the information or have another explanation for these things. Or maybe you have other thoughts on the topic. Feel free to email me, docsharma at findingohm.org. As always, go to findingohm.org for more information on what we do. Check the description of this podcast for links to the study by Dr. Long, as well as the book by Dr. Alexander. I'm so excited about this first episode, and I am looking forward to doing more. Thank you so much for listening, and till next time, friends.